From Duluth, Minnesota, Tom Frederick and Chad Berger with the call of USF football today. The Bulldogs derail the Cougars 42-34. to They remain unbeaten on the year, 3-0. They visit SMSU next weekend. The Cougars at 1-2 host Minot. And Chad's got a look at some other scores from around the Northern Sun this Saturday afternoon. The early game, MSU Moorhead defeated McKendree 38-17. to other 2 o'clock kickoffs this afternoon, uh, Minnesota State defeated Minot State 52-25, to and Bemidji State beat Winona State 36-10. to A couple other games kicking off here at 6 o'clock Central Time. Southwest Minnesota State plays at Wayne State, and Mary is going to be at Northern State. And then at 6.30, Augustana visits Concordia St. Paul. Spring Hill Suites and Courtyard by Marriott near the Empire Mall in Sioux Falls are happy to partner with USF families and guests. Your escape awaits at Spring Hill Suites and Courtyard by Marriott on Empire Place. And you can save even more at your Sioux Falls high vs with Red Hot Deals. Take advantage of weekly Red Hot Deals every Monday through Thursday. But if you don't have time to shop during the week, don't fret. High V has Red Hot weekend savings Friday through Sunday as well. High V with six Sioux Falls locations. 42-34, the final here from the Twin Ports of Duluth, Minnesota, and Superior, Wisconsin. And with a look at the final numbers, the stat sheet, here's Chad Berger. Sioux Falls finishes with 17 first downs, uh, 33 rushing attempts for 137 yards. Passing yards, 190. Uh, They were 23 for 30 on that. Uh, Duluth finished with 32 carries, rushing carries for 280 yards and 270 yards passing on 17 for 23 with one interception for them. They had 24 first downs. Kyle Wall Jasper ran the ball 13 times for 137 yards uh, and four touchdowns. Uh, Shamir Thomas ran had three carries for 52 yards and a touchdown and Jimmy DeRocher had two carries for 27 yards and a touchdown. Passing, as I mentioned, Wall Jasper was 17 for 23 for 270 yards. Rushing for Sioux Falls, Cam Dean was the leading rusher, 13 carries for 78 yards and two touchdowns. Dylan Rudnigan had 11 carries for 42 yards and two touchdowns. And Matt Grisbowski had eight carries for 23 yards and a touchdown. Receiving, Carter Slakehouse had five catches for 74 yards. Darfnell Gwynn had five receptions for 28 yards. And Hunter Schneider finished with three catches for 47 yards. Final score here was 42-34. to 34. Minnesota Duluth defeats the University of Sioux Falls, and we're joined now by Coach Jim Glagowski. And, and, and Jim, your thoughts of this one as you came in? Uh, you knew Minnesota Duluth was an explosive offense. They got 42 points today. Um, anything you do differently? I'm just I'm really proud of our kids. I mean, they battled and fought and against all odds and, you know, <clears throat> the biggest thing is development from week to week, and I felt like coming out of the Mankato game, we were probably, uh, you know, we didn't play a great third and fourth quarter, and we were right on that the cusp of the same thing happening. And uh, to the kids' credit, man, the coaches just battled, found a way to get back in the game, forced a fumble, scored again. I mean, shoot, we had the ball, a chance to tie. Um, just really proud of the kids today. That, that's all I can think about right now. I, disappointing. You know, the ending was disappointing. Um, you know, some... Just disappointed at the ending there. Yeah. Coach, um, you know, th- you mentioned you're proud of the kids. Obviously, there was a couple points in the game. End of the first quarter, uh, Duluth 
put punches one in, 14 nothing lead. You know, first quarter, offensively, you had a three and out. You had a fumble after one big possession. 15-play drive, yeah, and you the, got nothing out. Yeah, and, and the kids could have at that point just said, hey, it's not our day, given up. But no, what did they do? They came back in the second quarter and, you know, battled back into the game. Uh, you know, at halftime, seven-point deficit. And then again in the third quarter, you know, gave up a few touchdowns, 21-point deficit at that point. But like you said, you know, score a touchdown, make a huge play on special teams, get back in the game. You know, talk a little bit about, you know, what type of things you're seeing. You know, you, you want kids to get reps, but what types of reps does that help get your kids, your program, so that you can, you know, have positive things going forward? Well, the biggest thing is you got to see it like a thousand times to do it right, or at least you got to see it enough to where you never do it wrong. I mean, that's a better way of putting it. And, you know, what I'm seeing out there today are, are mistakes being made, right? And um, some of that stuff is experience. Some of that stuff is natural football mistakes. But what, what I'm seeing is a group of kids that are taking the coaching during the week, applying it on Saturday. And, you know, defensively, uh, I thought we did a decent job on stuff between the tackles. is the quarterback run game and the plus one stuff with the quarterback running it. And, yeah, he's a big kid. Give him credit. Um, you know, we our game plan was to dare him to throw it um, early, and he did a little bit. You know, he got us. But I'll tell you what, a couple of those balls were right there. Um, it's so funny. I've coached against these guys enough. You know, the tight end pop pass is coming. And when I was at other places and that happened, we punched it out. And this time we're right there, and the young kid is going to do it eventually. But he covered it, and he was right there, and they made a play. So give them credit. I know Coach Weesey, I think it was maybe his 100th win or something yep. like that. They dump water on him and all that stuff so congrats to him and his staff they did a nice job and they're good guys they, they do a good job they coach hard and, and the kids played hard and i thought our kids responded and it was a heavyweight northern sun fight and uh, you know it came down to the last round and probably a lot of people out there thought we were tko'd early on but i thought our kids hung in there wall jasper ran for four touchdowns we knew that was a possibility but he was 17 of 23 for 270 yards and, and i never saw that coming that caught me practically with my uh unawares here if you know what i mean <laughs> well i will say this and this is no disrespect to the previous teams they've played but i don't know if he had to in the first two games to be honest with you you know um in this game i think we did some things to stop the run game and make him go to something else and you know certainly you don't want to give up 42 points but i felt like for the most part we made him earn it i don't know that we had too many mental busts where we weren't lined up right and the guy just ran for a touchdown i know we were physical to the to the very end and played to the last tick of the clock and um, you know, he, he's obviously a good quarterback, and he made some throws, and he's gotten a lot better, and he's tough to defend. You know, and I think uh, their receivers at home and did a nice job throwing the ball around today and made some catches for him, and, but I thought we were right there several times. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of football. We made them kind of go back, dig back into their tricks and, and do some stuff, some reverses and stuff. They tried to pull out, and when people are doing stuff like that, at least it makes you feel like you're forcing them to do something more than just the conventional. You had some young guys step up today and force turnovers. Matt Gehring with a nice interception in the second quarter to try and get you guys back in it. You were down 14-7 uh, at that point. And then uh, in the fourth quarter, Vio Kamara on special teams separated Ames from the football. <laughs> Brendan Holt scooped it up. I didn't know if he was going to grab the football, the helmet, or the guy's head. But yeah. he gave you a short field, and you ended up punching it in after that. Yeah, you know, I thought offensively, you know, we did some good things. Um, I'll be honest with you. I thought a turning point in the game was the punt the kid had from Duluth. That flipped the field, you know, and kind of that whole second half kind of turned on a dime there. We had him stopped, and, you know, you get any kind of a decent uh, return or anything like that, and you're probably operating from the 30, 35-yard line, and instead we got backed up when we were down by a touchdown, I think. And, 
you know, that was the that was really the difference in my mind in the flow of the game. And then, uh, yeah, the, the the knockout shot. I mean, he, he nailed the dude and separated his helmet from him and separated the ball from him. And um, and the excitement level to see a kid get on the field and make that play. And uh, just again, I just really proud of our kids. How disappointed, or not maybe not disappointed, but boy, you sure would have loved to have two timeouts at the end of the game that you had to burn early in the third quarter. Yeah, I know. I've done this long enough to know that those are. You know, you got to make a decision in the moment, and everyone sitting at home watching on TV or whatever is like, don't call the timeout, but then you're trying to, you know, maintain what was going on, and we uh, we just had some miscommunication. We got to get that cleaned up, and a couple different personnels that weren't out there, and I just wasn't willing to, you know, we were trying to win the game throughout the entire game, and there was no guarantee at that point we'd be within a score. Or, you know, you can't read the future and know that you're going to need those timeouts, and um, at the end there, I thought we had a shot to get it with about 20, 25 seconds left. Um, there was some discrepancy on whether or not that should have been an injury timeout or not. Brady took a knee, got up, and jogged off. And next thing you know, they called timeout. We didn't have any left, so they had to run the 10 seconds off and start the clock, and that was the ball game. And so that was a little disappointing, but that's what happens. You know, you put yourself in that situation, and now you're at the mercy of the officials. Camden Dean is a very quick young man at quarterback, but today he could hardly get outside. I've never seen a defense as fast, the back half anyway, that Duluth showed us today. Yeah, you know, they're kind of a high-risk, high-reward operation. They bring a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, early on, we had them twice. We kind of backed like, to the Mankato game where we had uh, Christian Janis streaking down the field and didn't yep. come up with it, and then we had a tight end wide open. The ball was just a little bit off. Um, the first drive of the game, the first third down, we had a chance to convert the first down, and I just felt like we had to get off to a good start today. Uh, we lost the toss. They took, they deferred, so we weren't going to give them the ball twice. And, you know, the game's crazy how it shakes out, you know, but <laughs> you miss an extra point. And you use two timeouts when you don't really want to. And as they say, that comes back to haunt you. Also fumbling on their five-yard line on the 15th play of a long drive in that first quarter was also uh, deadly. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a tough catch. He kinda, it looked like, to me, he kind of reached back across his body inside and as he brought it back around. Uh, and who knows, maybe he was trying to stretch. But I never fault the kid for making a mistake like that. He's trying hard. He's not trying to drop the ball, obviously. And, um, you know, it didn't kill us by any stretch. There, there's no single play that kills you you know for example if a hail mary happens people blame the hail mary but there was about 150 snaps before that that led to the hail mary so we could sit here and pick it apart but the bottom line is we're one and two uh, we're better i think we're better than than we were week one we're definitely better than last week and that's the crazy part you win last week um and this week we lose but i thought we played better i thought we played with energy and emotion and just you know never quit mentality and just we're physical and all those things you want in a program, and we're three weeks into this thing, and I just told the kids, man, I've never been more proud of a group, uh, and they slug it out, came up here. It's a tough place to play, long trip, back-to-back weeks, um, but give the kids credit, man. It's it's not fun. You know, it's like going to work all week and not getting a paycheck. That's how it feels. Uh, I feel vindicated. I go to practice quite a bit, and I knew that Slykehouse to Dean play was coming late in the game, and I was prepared for it. I was glad to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and – that's some fun stuff we do, you know. We got some tricks too up our sleeve, and um, you know, when you got a quarterback like that and an athlete like Slykehouse, you can throw it because I think it was a little bit of a more difficult throw than it was in practice. <laughs> but give our kids credit; they executed it. And you know, don't forget about the the fourth down conversion we had with Cam. We were actually trying to punt that. Right. We were going back to our. You know, a lot of teams do that. You get in a shotgun on fourth and whatever, and you just kind of drop it in there. And the bad snap, he picks it up and makes a heck of a play. And and the other thing I'll mention is, you know, I know we got a little bit loud out there, and there was some. <laughs> Some physical stuff going on, and um, I thought our kids held their composure. And I don't know. I think we we won the, the personal foul battle by far. I think. <laughs> yeah, today you did. Yes. Not that that means a whole lot, but I thought our kids. You know, the thing that we've been preaching is about you know take care of ourselves. Let's worry about what we can control. And 
you know, today we lost the football game, but we lost for a lot of things we can control. Coaching, number one, myself, the timeout situation and all that. And uh, we'll get better. It's a work in progress. And, you know, we'll see where we're at in November. Well, you get to come back home next weekend, finally, after two weeks on the road. And you got Minot State, a team that was down big at halftime to Mankato today. Your thoughts on uh, hosting the Beavers? You know, um, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I guess we'll see. I, I don't know much about them. I know they got a new head football coach, Ian Shields, and I think they do some option stuff. So we'll have to be prepared for that. But um, I, I'm excited to get back home. I'm excited to play the Bob, see, get in front of our fans again, get somewhat of a normal week. Uh, you know, it gets to be a long weekend. You get back late on Saturday night, early Sunday morning, and get back to work uh, tomorrow and watch the film, and we'll get better. Jim Kulagowski, thank you very much for your time. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yep. Cougars drop a 42-34 decision today to Minnesota State here in Duluth. Duluth with a 42-34 win over the University of Sioux Falls today. The Cougars came from 14 down after one quarter and from 21 down in the third to make it a one-possession game late. But too much Kyle Wall Jasper, the sophomore from Wisconsin, led the Bulldogs with 137 yards rushing and four touchdowns, and he was 17 of 23 through the year for 270 yards. The only black mark against him today was Matt Gearing picked him off in the second quarter. For the Cougars, a couple of touchdowns for Dylan Rudnigan, uh, Matt Grisbowski with the score, Cam Dean with two touchdowns, and uh, at defense, they just get worn out. They're on the field quite a bit, much smaller than the UMD offense. And uh, they're just going to have to, well, what's for lack of a better word, uh, suck it up as the season goes on. Because right now it is thin on that side of the ball. It's young on that side of the ball. And it can only get better from here on out. They'll only gain experience and uh, move forward in that regard as guys who know what to do as opposed to right now trying to learn their way, feel their way. Yeah. Cougars, um you know, finished four for 13 on third down. Uh, that was something, you know, started off the game really well and then just couldn't quite get over the hump a few times later on. Uh, did convert two fourth down uh, con- uh, attempts there. One of them, as Coach mentioned, was kind of a – it was supposed to be a punt, but yeah. uh, kind of a, a, a missed time play there. Uh, whereas Duluth only had five uh, third down, you know, attempts, and they converted two of those five. So their punter didn't spend a whole lot of time on the field, but when he did, as Coach mentioned, a big turning point in the game. Final score, 42-34, Minnesota Duluth now 3-0. Cougars dropped to 1-2. Back home for two games now. Minot next Saturday, and it will be Augustana for homecoming on September 30th. And we've got military appreciation game uh, against Minot, and uh, game starts at kickoff at one o'clock next Saturday, and the Coup Legacy Association is going to host a tailgate party starting at 10 a.m. Everyone is welcome. It's sponsored by the Overtime Sports Bar and Grill and Vernity in Sioux Falls. And don't forget, uh, this is our weekend job, but during the week we also have podcasts on Mondays. Chad hosts the Coup Coach Cast with Coach Golagowski, and then at midweek I share the mic or the screen with. Matt Witwicky of D2Football.com for NSIC Weekly. Hope you can catch both of those in the coming days. For uh, Chad Berger, who was subbing for Tim Hyatt today, Tim will be back in the booth next weekend. Chad will be down on the sidelines. This is Tom Frederick saying thanks so much for listening to USF Football here on Fox Sports, 98.1, AM 1230, 
and on the World Wide Web at kwsn.com. See you next week. You've been listening.